Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Wednesday, July 15th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, only Penn Orthopedics has the reputation, the ingenuity, and the expertise to offer the region's widest array of treatments and every orthopedic specialty, all in a safe and secure environment. The Penn Orthopedics team creates the ideal care plan with options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine, learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. Well, it's been 126 days since the Philadelphia Flyers played the Boston Bruins way back on March 10th. It's just 17 days from now when the Flyers will take on the Bruins in the first game of the round robin in the games that matter. But we also got clarification on the Flyers' exhibition game that came against the Bruins, by the way, on August 2nd, is a 3 p.m. game on that Sunday afternoon. The Flyers will have the one exhibition game at the Hub City in Toronto, and that will be on July 28th, and that will be against the Pittsburgh Penguins. 4 p.m. puck drop for the Flyers' only exhibition game leading into the 2020 NHL postseason. Of course, the Flyers have a top-four spot locked down, and uh, they will play for seeding against the Bruins, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and against the Washington Capitals uh, on August 2nd, August 6th, and August 8th, while the other teams, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, who will take on the Montreal Canadiens, have that best-of-five play-in round to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Training camp day three is upon us, two uh, days in the books, and a ton to get to on this episode. Here is what is coming up. We'll bring you, a lot, like we did yesterday's episode, we're going to bring you post-practice sound from the head coach, Elaine Vigneault. We'll hear from A.V., after practice on Tuesday, uh, Jake Voracek also uh, met with the media. We'll hear his conversation in his conference call as well. And both goaltenders uh, had availability yesterday with the media. Carter Hart will hear from first and Brian Elliott, the veteran who's been in so many of these playoff situations. Uh, Carter Hart doesn't have a playoff game under his belt yet, but his head coach, as you'll hear, thinks he's ready for that stage. Uh, Derek Grant will also hear from him after practice on Tuesday. And I have a conversation with uh, Flyers defenseman Mark Friedman, who signed a two-year contract extension with the Philadelphia Flyers. And Mark Friedman, last time we talked to him, a little earlier in the pause, he actually brought up the fact, and we talked about, that he was a free agent and was worrying him with the uncertainty of everything going on, what his status would be and his contract situation would be. And uh, you'll hear in the conversation I have with him, pretty relieved to sign that new two-year deal with the Philadelphia Flyers. So let's get right into it. Flyers head coach Elaine Vigneault after practice on Tuesday. I don't think that all the players that are here are going to get a chance to play because obviously uh, it's four games uh, to get your team ready, to get your execution, to get your your timing where it needs to be. But you do, I I do think that if our expectations and they are to have a long playoff run and, and, and big prize, which starts by winning the first round, you're going to need you're going to need uh, some depth. So because you need some depth, uh, we have to obviously during those four games, that one exhibition and those three uh, those three seeding games, we're going to have to play some people, and that's what we're going to do. Hey, Coach, um, you've, got a, you, you've had veteran goalies in the playoffs before in one Christy Markstrom. You're going to have a, a playoff neophyte in Carter Hart. Have you said anything to Carter about – what the difference is in the playoff atmosphere. Obviously, it's going to be a different playoff experience, but the intensity of the games, have you talked to him or will you talk to him about that? 
You know what? Right now, I, our focus with our whole group, not just Carter, but with our whole group is phase one, uh, the, this phase in Philly where uh, we're trying to get our team as far as conditioning and execution and timing uh, to the level that, uh, or close to the level that we were prior to when we left. We're going to focus on that. We're going to keep um, that very good question you just asked me. We're going to keep that part, not just with Carter, but with some other people. We've got a lot of players that it's going to be their, their first kick at the can here as far as uh, you know, playoff hockey. So uh, we're going to discuss that once we get into the bubble in Toronto. Uh, during those four games that we're going to have, we're going to have obviously discussions about uh, enjoying this great opportunity. You don't get this every year. You don't get a chance to uh, to play for the cup, and um, you want your players to uh, to to have fun while they're doing it. And that's that's definitely going to be part of the uh, the Toronto phase uh, that we're going to discuss with our players. Hi, Elaine. Uh, based on the first uh, the first uh, group today, it seems like the line combinations of defensive pairs are the same today as they were yesterday. Um, how much should we be reading in to those lines? Obviously, it's early, but you guys took a lot of time to decide how you wanted these set up for the start of camp. Yeah, these, um, these first three days, they're going to stay exactly the same. Uh, and what I wanted was three lines in each group and six Ds in each, each group. Um, I would say to you that uh, come uh, past Thursday, Friday, there'll be some changes. There'll be two groups, but one with four lines, the other with two. And then both groups are going to meet so that we get to the bulk of our practice and, and, and we can have a, a one-three ratio. Where there'll, be two, uh, there'll be basically six groups of five players. And uh, we did this part, uh, this planning for the first three days so that our guys would get more reps. We talked with Ozzy and Dan about the intensity that we needed. Yesterday, we ran around 55 minutes. Today, we went around 42 minutes, 42 minutes, but at a higher pace. So we sort of laid out what we want to do. Uh, they're getting more touches, smaller groups, smaller numbers, and then we're going we're gonna to phase into uh, the, the other aspects of what we need to get into starting Friday. Brian Elliott was talking about how hard it is to leave his family and the kids and they don't understand, you know, that they ask when daddy's coming home. And I know you have a lot of people that are in that situation. It is a unique situation the way you guys are going to the bubble. How are you handling that with the players? And, and you know, clearly it, it is hard for them. And, and do they have they had any concerns about safety and, and that type, sort of thing? Um, you know, we had a great meeting with uh, Jimmy when he came in, where Jimmy explained the whole NHL protocol and what the guys have to do to stay safe and what we have to do as far as management and coaches to stay safe. You know, obviously being away from, uh, you know, the people that are close to you um, is, uh, is, is a challenge. But that being said, you know, for, you know, for the period of time, it could be, you know, a month, it could be three months if, if you make it to the end. Uh, this will be a, a time that, uh, you know, people are going to remember for the, for the rest of their lives. So I don't feel that, you know, anyone in our situation right now has any right to complain about anything, really. Like, obviously, you know, we're going to miss the people that are close to us, or our families, our parents, et cetera. But 
uh, we're getting an opportunity here to uh, to compete for the Stanley Cup. Uh, we're, we've got, uh, you know, the best facilities and the best people taking care of us. Uh, and if you look at what's going on in the world right now, where, you know, people are you know, losing their jobs, uh, losing their businesses, going from paycheck to paycheck, we're, we're one of the lucky ones. We're playing a sport, sport that we all love. We're going to get a chance to, you don't get this chance. And that's one of the things I talk to other guys. I know it's summer, but you don't get a chance to compete with Cup every year. You do have that opportunity. You got to stay safe during this phase one here in Philly to get to the bubble. And um, I don't, um, I don't expect to hear <laughs> really a lot of complaining because we are, uh, obviously, it's, it's a little bit challenging being away from the ones that we love, but uh, we are one of the fortunate group in, in today's society where we get to work and, and to do what we like as far as work. This is obviously a new situation for everybody, even veterans who've been through playoff wars, even even for yourself. But is this a situation from heading from phase three into four where the veteran guys who have been through this can, can help keep everybody kind of on an even keel and focus on going forward. There, there's no doubt, and, and I, I'm expecting that from them. I'm expecting the, the you know, the Giroux and the, the, the Matt Niskanen of the world to, you know, bring our group together to, to help everyone understand, you know, the preparation and the will that's needed to be successful uh, in, the, in, these, in these playoff times. Uh, you know, it's going to be focusing on series one, race to four, first team to win four games. We want to be that team to win those first four games. So you have to take it a game at a time, a series at a time. But I'm definitely like like every coach in the league will be leaning on the, the veteran leadership uh, to, to, to guide us to, to where, you know, we need to be on the ice as far as execution and preparation. Elaine, just another question about Carter Hart. You've been around him now for almost a full year. Where have you seen him grow the most, either on the ice or off the ice, that makes you think he can be that number one guy in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Uh, you know, I've really, uh, you know, watched Carter as far as, you know, certain players have a, a way of pushing themselves and really working at their art at their game to become the best that they can be. And you can see that in Carter. He really works at his game. Yes, he he's got a great relationship with Kim. We talk about you know, game situation, technique, technical aspects, and you can see him wanting to get better every day. So he doesn't have, you know, a lot of experience anyway at this level, but he has played some big games at, at other levels. And it's come up big. So I'm confident that with him and the support uh, from with from Brian, uh, it's 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 a great tandem. And it's a it's a it's a, you know right now Carter is is, is preparing themselves. We're going to have those four games, obviously uh, once we get to Toronto. Uh, but I've really seen Carter grow, and I think this is uh, the right time for him right now. Yeah, I have another Carter Hart follow-up, too. Uh, he obviously had a very good regular season. Are you concerned at all, though, that uh, he's never played in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, that's, uh, you know, 
experience is experience. It's it's important. But Carter, like I just said, you know, the fact that he has played before, he has played big games. Uh, I think he's going to come in this with the right mindset. I really like the progression that he's had throughout the years. He had some real good moments. He had some challenging moments. He faced them head on. And uh, I think he's excited and looking forward to, to for this opportunity. And um, I'm really confident that uh, he's going to do a real good job. Hi, Ling. Hey. Uh, at your previous three stops, you won um, a first-round playoff series in all three. Um, is there anything specific that you've done that has, has made you so successful in the early rounds and to be able to go on runs, not just make the playoffs, but make runs? Well, my, my focus here is not just to win the first round, uh, but it's the first step, obviously. And, you know, it's like anything else. You know, when you're in the playoffs, uh, you, you got to focus on that game, stay in that moment, fo focus on that game. So I think that's what we're going to do as, as a staff is make sure that our guys don't look too far ahead, stay in the moment and do what we need to do first game, then move on to the second game. Uh, but it's about, you know, players preparing, uh, you know, coaches preparing the team for specific adjustments that you need from, you know, game adjustments to from one game to the other. And uh, I got a great staff, I've had great staffs everywhere I've been. And we're looking, uh, really, really looking forward to the opportunity that's in front of us. And I'm sure that our group's going to be ready. Hi, Elaine. Uh, yesterday, Shane Gossespierre revealed that he had surgery seven weeks ago. He's out there, though. He looks like he's basically participating in everything. But in the second half of the season, obviously, he was he was hurt. And then even when he came back, he wasn't really in the, the top six rotation. Where does he stand entering camp? Is he kind of on the outside looking in? Where exactly does he stand? Well, I mean, those are the decisions that uh, we're going to make here as, as we move forward. You know, unfortunately, at, towards the end of the season uh, that we were capable of playing, he got hurt. I got the first operation, then got a second one. So he's trying to, you know, get back to where he was when he was playing on a regular basis and was playing well. And time will tell how he continues to uh, uh, to progress. And I'm happy that he was there from day one. He uh, talked about uh, with Shane about, you know, those first couple of days won't be like a first day of training camp. We're going to work everybody in. We're not exactly sure where everybody's been what everybody's done during the, the COVID period, that four months. So uh, I'm happy to see him on the ice. I'm very happy with what I've seen from him so far. And after today, we're going to have 28 more days to make the decisions for that first game on August 11th. You love the confidence that you hear from Elaine Vigneault and the way he knows he has everything planned out. He and his coaches talking many times throughout the pause on how to handle this very unique situation. And uh, Elaine Vigneault, a guy that commands uh, accountability, a guy that commands a room, and a guy that when he tells you what we're going to do to get ready, you believe it because of his resume and because of the confidence in which he delivers the message. And you heard it once again there. Jake Voracek back on the ice for the Flyers as well this week, uh, all in camp and ready to go. And Jake Voracek met with the media after Tuesday's session. This is a whole new ball game for everybody, but uh, have you guys talked about what it's going to be like playing without fans? And uh, when's the last time you played with fans in the stands? And, and how, how do you get yourself motivated when there, there's no noise? 
Well, last time I played with no fans, um, was probably never because there was at least some people in the stands. He's a family, but uh, when I was a kid, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. I would say it's gonna be weird. It's uh, it's gonna suck, but on the other hand, you get an opportunity to to win a Stanley Cup and uh, be part of the history. So, I mean, that's what we gotta focus on. It's same for every team, right? So. It just uh, it's gonna be weird, but uh, it's a good thing we have some games to play before before the before the playoff starts, and uh, you know kind of get used to it and and see how it feels. Adam Kimmelman, you're on with Jake. Jake, you had a chance to see Carter Hart kind of grow this season. Where was his biggest area that you saw him grow? Whether it's on the ice, off the ice, as you head towards the playoffs here. Well, he's still the same kid off the ice. Uh, young innocent kid that uh you know everybody making fun of so <laughs> that's a that's a good sign you get him making fun of uh that me the people likes you so uh it's a good thing on the ice obviously he was one of the best goalies in the league at uh, this early stage of his career so uh you know i think that's uh we are really lucky to have him on our team and uh you know i can't wait to see what the future ho- future holds for him Hi, Jake. Uh, A.V. and Chuck Fletcher and some of the other players have said that, you know, while uh, the round robin was good for seeding, the real focus is on getting ready for uh, game one of the quarterfinals. Is that kind of where your head is at, too? Uh, yes. Uh, obviously, you know, it's like you don't know what kind of team is going to be in a, in a kind of best best shape game-wise. You know what I mean? You can end up playing Montreal. But, you know, because they have a lot of young players that kind of, you know, it's easy for them to get into it, that they're going to be maybe more dangerous than, than Boston, example, which, uh, you know, it's kind of weird after what, uh, how the regular season was, uh, was being played. But uh, it is what it is. I mean, you know, down the road, if the best prepared team is going to win. And uh, obviously you're going to get a little lucky or goalie is going to be on top of his game. But... Uh, you know, if you're going to be ready physically, which uh, I think it's going to be a big gap between the players and teams, uh, that that team's going to be, uh, they're going to have an advantage. They're going to be in a good shape, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's something that nobody experienced before. And uh, and uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really know what to expect or uh, how the game, what the, how fast it's going to be, how, uh, what is it going to look like? So, uh, you know, like I said, it's good that we have a four games before the actual playoffs going to start, and uh, it could be an advantage for us. Hey, Jake, uh, you talked about preparation and everything like that. How uh, how active were you able to be during these uh, these last few months back home? Well, I got lucky because uh, everything got pretty open up back home in like, in like mid-April, end of April. So, uh, you know, we were skating with a lot of NHL players, uh, a lot of ex-players. So uh, we are scrimmaging a lot Tuesday, Thursday in Prague, and uh, you know I never never skated this much in the summer. So uh, you know I think uh, it's going to be an advantage for me because I had that opportunity to skate, and for everybody that that could be part of that. But uh, you know it's it's going to be weird to see because every country will have a different uh, different protection for their people and different measurements. So uh, uh, in China it was pretty good. I got a few workouts and a lot of skating. So. Uh, you know, obviously, it's 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 a little weird to kind of jump on the ice in the middle of July, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, we're here, 
we're here. We uh, nobody optioned out, so that's good. And uh, like I say, we'll 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 see when we get there. How is it gonna be? And uh, you know, how is it gonna be in a bubble? Because uh, you know, seeing G's face for three straight months, I don't know if I can. Jordan, it was a joke, by the way, guys. Don't don't take it seriously. <laughs> Uh, just given these unprecedented circumstances, uh, could that make you know, a Stanley Cup run even that much more special for you guys and for the city, just given how different and crazy these times have been? Uh, I don't think that's the way you look at it, to be honest. We just go into the playoffs and uh, and try to win. I mean, you know, I think when you're at the rink or when you're, at, when you're going to be in the bubble, you don't really think about the outside noise too much. And, uh, you know, uh, I think you, that's that's good. You can kind of you know no look away when you are on the ice and in the locker room because it's it's really crazy time. Like you said, uh, you know, the COVID, the protests. Uh, it's 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 really it's really different uh, different ball game right now from the standpoint you know from basically the early March or February to now. So uh, you know we just gotta be careful and appreciate appreciate every day that uh, you know we can live a normal life. Hey, Jake, uh, how long does it take or how do you get back to being that team that you were before the pause? What's the key to being, you know, playing at that level, getting the confidence back to be that team again uh, when you guys resume here? Is it is it system or? What it's it it's, it's going to be a big part. The system obviously is going to be a big part, but, uh, you know, I don't think any team knows how they're going to react after a four-month layoff. So, uh you know, obviously, it's the preparation. It's the how the coaches set up the practices. How how much they push us. How how much of a rest they give us. It's all depending on on so many factors that uh, that's going to be a big part of uh, of our success. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a uh, like obviously, I would love to for us to be back at the same shape that, uh, before the before the stoppage. But uh, like I said, it's it's gonna be weird, and uh, if if you're gonna be at the same level, I'll be really happy about that. But it's gonna be a long way and hard work to to get there because you know you lose obviously in four months you lose a lot of momentum. But like on the other, other, other on the other hand, like I said, it's it's a different for every 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 other team. So uh, you know, like I said, it's those questions for hard for me to answer because I don't know what is it gonna look like or how the other team is gonna be prepared, but. Uh, you know, we we had a we had a practice. I practiced with Kuz and G. With Kuz and G, we finished the season together in the, in the March, and uh, you know we look really comfortable out there, which is which is a good sign. So, uh, you know, after four months, it's it's good to be back with them. Jake, you guys have talked a lot this year about how your success goes all the way back to training camp. You know, kind of the the, the things that you guys worked on, the the changes that were made, the, the way you guys practice and everything, and how that paid dividends over the course of the year. Looking back, does that almost give you more confidence that you guys will be well prepared for this, especially in comparison to other teams in the league? Good question. Uh, obviously, you can really kind of do the same amount of uh, skating or drills or preparation as you do in September. You know, you have the three weeks, then you have uh, then you have eighty-two games to kind of work not work on your game, but and I get to the game to your level that you want, or 50 games. And, uh, you know, you don't have a time here. So even if you can be prepared, or if you're going to be prepared, there's going to be some obstacles that might happen on a, on a, on a way. So, uh, you know, and you don't have much time. I mean, 
you can lose one or two games unluckily that you know you are a better team and all of a sudden you are in a big hole so which for us that didn't happen in the regular season but uh uh you know it gave us confidence that uh, the same team that is here basically right now uh, was i would say the top team in the league or top three teams in the league uh for about three four months uh, before the stoppage so uh you know everybody's excited about that and uh you know, like I said, we'll see in a bubble, we'll see in the playoffs. I mean, we have a good team, we have a good shot to make a run. And, uh, you know, we're going to be prepared, I hope hope so. It looks like we are. Everybody's working their balls off, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see We'll see how it's going to work out. Hi, Jake. I'm just curious how concerned you are about safety and, and have you and your teammates had any conversations about it? Or, or do you guys feel pretty safe heading into this bubble? Well, I think the safest place is going to be the bubble. I mean, you don't interact with other people, basically, that outside they are outside the bubble. It's going to suck that you don't see your family or your kids for a long time. But, you know, it's, uh, I mean, if that's the price that we got to pay, yeah, we're going to do that. But, uh, you know, uh, there's people outside don't have insurance that, uh, you know, can't, that can't get the, you know, medical support they need to and they they struggling with this so uh i think we have it pretty good we get tested every day i think for us it's uh it's the safest place to go by uh for uh for for this for this pandemic so uh you know like i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not worried about it i, ne I never was a big fan of that everything obviously it's a dangerous times for a lot of people but like i said it's uh something that we never experienced but uh you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Nobody can. Just got to be careful. Uh, surround yourself with your loved ones, with your family or your, your friends, and uh, keep it that way. Jake Voracek mentioning that uh, he loves playing with Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier. We'll see what the line combinations are uh, when it matters. Elaine Vigneault saying earlier not to not to stick with any of the line combinations in camp. Of course, the group is broken up into two right now as well. Uh, so not to read too much into that, but you could envision it with uh, Couturier in the middle, uh, Jake Voracek on the right, and the captain Claude Giroux on the left. By the way, Claude Giroux will join this very podcast coming up on Friday. We'll hear from the captain. Up next, we're going to hear from the goaltenders first, Carter Hart. Hey, Carter. Um, have you thought about what it's going to be like to start your first game in the playoffs? You're the youngest goalie in the league. To play this meeting is being recorded. This is a big step up for you. Um, I mean, I think really fun, I, mean, I think we're just trying to prepare. You know, we're all in the stage here where uh, we're just coming back into things and gradually get, wrapping things up here. So, you know, some guys had more access to ice than others, and some guys were skating all the breaks. Some guys didn't really have much access. So, um, I think we're all just here trying to prepare uh, for that opening day um, when it comes. Yeah, uh, just to follow up on that question, are, are are you nervous at all about the Stanley Cup playoffs, or do you, do you take it in stride like it's just a, another game? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm, whenever I, I play, I'm always nervous before games, but that's just because I care. And it's not at the point where I let it affect me or I let it affect my game, but I'm sure there'll be nerves that come when I come when the first uh, playoff game comes about here, but. Um, that's just part of the game of hockey, and uh, as I guess as a younger player, uh, it's just part of the steps in your career that you have to take, and it's definitely one step that um, I've been waiting for my whole life, so it uh, will definitely be very exciting, and um, I know our group here is, is really ready to get things going. Um, Carter, how 
weird is it going to be, excuse me, to have to play a playoff game in your first ever with no fans? Yeah, I mean, definitely an un, uh, a different situation here, a weird situation that we're in. Uh, the world's in a tough place right now, and that's just things that are out of our reach and out of our control. And um, I know it's going to be weird for everybody at first. Um, I mean, we're in a good spot here where uh, we got three games to kind of prepare ourselves. We're in fourth fourth place in the conference standing, so we can only really move up from here. But um, I think those three games here will kind of really set the tone for what things are going to be like and um, will help us adjust to playing in front of uh, no fans. Hey, Carter, uh, kind of to follow up on that question, uh, did you do any work with John Stevenson, your, you know, your performance coach during the pause, and maybe approach things from a mental standpoint any different with no fans? And I know you're always uh, kind of preaching control the controllable, and that's something that's out of your control. Did, did you guys address that at all with uh, with John Stevenson? I didn't really talk with him during the break. Um, I've been actually talking with our guy here, Jared Spencer. He's been really good for us. Um, he's up in, in Bethlehem and during the season comes in about once a week. So, I uh, mean, Jared kept a good dialogue over the break and um, just talked about a few things here. And I mean, at the time, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. And then as as things started to gradually ramp up and we started to see some set dates on to play here, and uh, we got, definitely got, to, got a little bit more excited and um, started to realize the possibility of coming back into play. And, um, I think that'll be something going forward that, that will be important for me is the dialogue between guys like John and guys like Jared, uh, my sports side guys. Hi, Carter. Uh, how much of a resource can, can Brian Elliott be in terms of just asking general questions, be- especially before the, the first playoff game? Yeah, I mean, uh, Moose has been great uh, to me since I got here. He's, he's a great mentor. He's obviously a great goalie. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been in the playoffs, played in the playoffs many times, in the conference finals. Um, so he definitely knows what it's about and he's somebody that I'm going to lean on for help and support. And he's been, he's been there all year long. He's been great for us. Uh, he's been a great teammate. And uh, like I said, he's been a great mentor. He's treated me really well. Carter, you've played in big games, whether it's the World Junior Championship or, or back in the Western League. Can that help you at all when you kind of start trying to figure out what the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to be like? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've gone through different experiences in my hockey career with World Juniors, um, Western Hockey Finals, uh, World Junior Gold Medal Games, Outdoor Games. But I mean, it's nothing to the magnitude of for me as going into my first Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, that's something that every kid dreams about playing for. And um, I think those experiences that I've had in the past with uh, World Juniors and stuff are definitely things that. Um, are going to help me going into, into the playoffs here. And um, I mean, it's it's a it's a different situation for everybody in the sense that uh, it's not going to be like any any other playoffs where we're playing with no fans and we're playing in the same location and um, away from family and friends. But uh, it'll be something that's going to be different for us, and it's going to take a little bit to adjust to. But as professional athletes, that's our job. And uh, we have to overcome those those uh, challenges and adapt. Hi, Carter. Uh, this obviously is going to be a a shorter training camp than than usual, fewer exhibition games and whatnot. 
Are you the type of goalie that you find yourself getting sharp quickly after a layoff, or are you going to have to make some changes to try to ramp up quicker than usual? Um, I don't know. Like I, I was like back home during the break. I didn't really have a lot of access to ice, and um, that's why I came here a little bit early. I've been here for about a month now, uh, skating with out here. I think fifteenth of June, and was able to get on the ice uh, four times a week with our goalie coach here, Kim, and get some good work in. Uh, and just kind of focus on the foundation principles of my game and just kind of bring things back and uh, slowly get back into a rhythm. And so I'm uh, lucky that I was able to come down a little bit early and get some good work in. And, and now we're at the training camp phase. So it's nice to have all the guys back and get into that flow of practicing and being around all the boys. And um, I think it's just for all of us, it's going to take a little bit of time to adjust. And, but um, we're professionals, like I said, so uh, we just have to find a way to get ourselves ready uh, at the end of, end of July here. Hey, Carter. Uh, it seems like, and it feels like we know that this team thoroughly enjoys being around each other. How much can that help you guys in, in the bubble scenario where you guys are going to be around each other a lot more than typically uh, in a normal playoffs? Yeah, I mean, like I said, or like you said there, we we got a good quality group here. Um, we love to have fun, and I mean, sometimes we have a little bit too much fun. But you know, at the, at the same time, uh, we got guys here that they know when uh, when to focus and when to have fun. And um, it'll be a different situation where we're we'll be on the road for hopefully the full two months, and um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of card games involved at the hotel. And um, yeah, it'll it, it'll be good. Like. I know it'll be tough for some guys being away from their families and friends. Um, so that's going to be an adjustment. But um, for now, this is this is our family. And this is our hockey family we have. And that's where we have to look at it. Hey, Carter, Jake was on before, and he said, you know, made a joke that, you know, he still sees the young guy that you guys can make fun of and have some fun with. But there's some truth to that. There's a trust factor and, and a, a love factor that the guys have for you. Do you feel that the guys trust you, even though you're only 21 years old? I think you're the youngest goalie in the league to play at least 20 games this season. But the guys trust you, and they put a lot of faith in you. Do you feel that? Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Since since day one, since I came up uh, last year, um, I felt that right from the beginning. We've got a good, really, really good leadership group here uh, with Jake, Boots, um, Honor, uh Nisky, the list goes on. We've got a really good group of guys here. Uh, we all gel really well together. And we're the kind of group where uh, outside of the rink, we're always doing things together and, and having fun. And I think that's really important to me. I mean, for me as a younger guy, I feel like you're part of the team right from the beginning. And it's, that's, that's, that's special. And um, when I came up there, my first two weeks, obviously, I was very nervous and didn't want to step on anybody's toes. But from me from day one, since I got here, um, they've all made me feel like, uh, part of the group. A lot of people seem to want to question Carter Hart than the fact that he's never played a playoff game in the NHL. And while that's a valid concern, uh, one thing that everybody needs to realize when it comes to Carter Hart is how much international play he had uh, outside of playing in Everett, where he played in some big games with the Everett Silvertips and performed uh, amazing, but also two World Juniors where he was uh, spectacular as well. And uh, for a Canadian kid playing with the Maple Leaf on your sweater, that is a very big deal and a ton of pressure. 
uh, Carter Hart, the way he handles pressure is not going to be an issue with these playoffs. I expect he's going to perform extremely well. And his goalie partner also believes the same. Here's Brian Elliott after Tuesday's session at training camp. We waited until uh, we could, you know, see the light at the end of the tunnel and um, then started to make the decision to get on the ice a little bit more. And, um, you know, I was in Madison, Wisconsin, skating uh, uh, at Capitol Ice there with uh, Ryan Suter's rink. And uh, so he's out there with Pavalski and a couple guys from college. And, um, you know, we just tried to make the most out of it. Um, you know, it's, uh, you never know what's going to happen, but you want to be prepared if, if it does, you know, start up again. And, um, you know, we, we went about, you know, two times a week to start, then got up to three and um, had some, you know, personal goalie coaching uh, as well out there and tried to get back the fundamentals that, uh, you know, sometimes elude you when you're off for a while. So um, just little things like that. And, and, you know, feel pretty good. I think I prepared myself pretty good coming into camp. Um, you know, the first couple of days are always hard, no matter what, uh, what happens to get back to that pace and, and, you know, a constant NHL shot on you. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel good. The boys look good. And, um, I think we're just gaining confidence day by day here. Yeah, Brian, um, AV yesterday kind of hinted that he, he wanted to play a lot of players in the round robin. Have you talked to him about how you'll be used in that? And do you feel like you need to have at least one game in the round robin to get ready for the playoffs? Um, no, we haven't discussed anything like that. It's just been, uh, you know, high and by in the hallway. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure we will have those discussions. But, uh, you know, I think right now we're just trying to focus on, on uh, you know, the, the task at hand and, and getting up to that point right now. And we'll deal with that. Uh, that later i mean you know whatever comes my way comes my way i mean um you know it's this is unprecedented times so uh you just gotta be ready for for what whatever's handled to you and you know i'll be ready is it a little bit of a load off your mind though to know that there is the opportunity for an exhibition game and the round robin to be ready for the playoffs as opposed to some of the scenarios that were talked about possibly just jumping right into a playoff scenario yeah, we've talked a little about it, uh, about that in in the locker room a bit. I think um, you know it's it's nice knowing that you know you're in the playoffs, you're guaranteed that spot. Um, but you know we're talking about you know is it an advantage to you know be you know backs up against the wall in that first series, you know best of five as some teams are, and um, or is it best to kind of wade in and you know see where you end up? I think. You know, we can't come up with an answer, so um, we're just going to take it as it comes and, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, uh, you know, I think it'll be good to have that first exhibition and um, I think it'll be, you know, still a battle. I think we're going to go all out and um, and then those seeding games will, will kind of be the same way. I think people are expecting, you know, not as big competition or or as much as a competition as those best of five, but I think it's just, it's still going to be a battle. You know, everybody wants to win and everybody wants to have that, you know, last change, home ice advantage, I guess you could call it, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And, um, you know, I, I think you got to get off to a good start and, and that's what we're hoping to do. Hey, Brian, uh, you're obviously one of the uh, veteran leaders on this team. I that group, the the older guys, are you guys kind of taking the lead on you know how to deal with everything that's going on, all the changes, or because this is new for everyone, are you guys just kind of dealing with it as a group? 
Uh, I, I think we're definitely looked to as far as what, uh, you know, how we're going to handle things, um, you know, inside and outside the locker room. But I think our group, um, that internal drive uh, is pretty big. I mean, you can see it with G, you can see it with Coots, um, Jake and, and the guys on the back as well. It's, uh, they wouldn't be the leaders if, if they didn't have that drive. And I think the young guys look up to that and say, you know, we better, you know, bring it every day here because, uh, you know, you don't get too many kicks at this can. And um, this is a unique situation where you, you've had a big break and you can start up and, and go after it um, for a couple months. And, um, you know, I think if you don't uh, take advantage of that now, you're going to be kicking yourself down the road. Wondering, you know, you've got a lot of playoff experience. You've got a goalie partner and Carter who doesn't. Do you, what kind of conversations do you have with him just to kind of get him prepared for what's good, what's to come, what the playoffs are going to be like? Um, yeah, it's funny. We haven't really had an opportunity to be around each other yet this first, uh, like, week here because uh, we've been on opposite schedules. But, um, you know, once we get into the mix here and, and you know, practicing full as a team, um, I'm sure we'll talk more and uh, it's going to be different though. I mean, playoffs is all about the fans, the atmosphere and trying to calm yourself down. And then this one, you know, there's no fans and you might have to jack yourself up. It could be the opposite. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely a unique experience and we're all going to have to handle it, you know, our own way, but um, we'll take it as, as we come. And if, you know, if I can help him, great. If he can help me, you know, great too. Brian, how do you feel about what you're, about to walk into as far as the bubble in Toronto? How do I feel about it? That's a loaded question. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Um, you know, I got a lot of family up there and, you know, you're going to be looking out your window and basically seeing their houses and you can't even go see them. So that's, that's going to be hard. Um, you know, being away from family is one of the hardest things that I've had to do is, you know, say goodbye. And, you know, I was just, on a FaceTime call and, you know, the first question you get asked is, uh, are you coming home, dad? And you just, they just don't understand it. And, um, you know, that's been really hard for me personally. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the sacrifices you got to make right now is uh, to be part of something special. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we know it's not, uh, it's not going to last forever. So you got to, you know, battle through a little bit and, um, you know, you have to appreciate what your family's doing at home and, um, you know, what sacrifices they're making. I don't think that uh, gets brought up in the media as well. So, um, you know, <laughs> if I can say a publicly thank you to uh, my wife, for sure, for, for taking care of the, the little ones while we're gone. Hey, Brian, thanks for doing this. Um, speaking of uh, no fans, just how unique is that, uh, not only for every player, but specifically a goalie? Um, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, most of us are probably trying to block out, you know, the fan, the noise, um, and just focus and, um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be really weird. And, um, you know, I, I have really no expectations, you know, you just try to, uh, it might be like your exhibition games in inner squad and, you know, you're just trying to jack yourself up and, and make sure that, you know, you're on the, you know, your best A game. Sometimes uh, when the playoffs roll around, you have no choice but to get that amped up level and you, you, just because of that atmosphere and you got to calm yourself down. And this way is, it might be the opposite, like I said before. So 
Um, it's trying to find that balance between, you know, you know, just get that peak performance state ready. And um, as goalies, I think we've been trying to do that for so long. And we've been, you know, talking to mental coaches, trying to get you to, to that point. And, um, you know, I, I think Carter's at a good spot too. I think he's, you know, dealt with that a lot as well. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take it as we come. It's amazing. You see the juxtaposition of the Flyers, two goaltenders, not from one's got a ton of playoff experience and one's got none, but one, Carter Hart, 21 years old, not married, not kids, and then Brian Elliott, been in the league a long time, married, kids, and trying to deal with how you kind of tell your kids, I'm not going to be home for a little while, i got to go to a hub city, and how do you explain that to little kids? Uh, but uh, a great tandem uh, with the two of them, and they may both be called upon at points in these playoffs. Uh, to carry the mail for the Flyers and give them solid goaltending like they did all season long, a big reason why this team uh, is now in the top four in the Eastern Conference. One of the new acquisitions uh, for Chuck Fletcher at the trade deadline was Derek Grant. He's going to be a big part of this, and glad he got a couple of games in before the NHL pause, and he met with the media after Tuesday's training camp session. It's pretty, everything was pretty shut down early, so um, you know I was able to get, I think, eight or 10 sessions in out in California before I flew out here. And then I got here a couple of weeks before, uh, before we started this, this phase three. So, um, you know, 15, 15 skates or so probably, I mean, it's, it's different. I think until you get into the games, it's, it's always going to be uh, a little bit different, but you know, they're doing a good job, um, you know, trying to get us slowly, slowly going to avoid any uh, injuries or anything. And, um, you know, make sure the bodies are feeling good come our first game. Hey, Derek. Uh, you obviously had kind of just joined the team when everything got shut down. You'd only been with the team for a few weeks. During the pause, did the uh, did the guys in the team do a lot to keep you feeling like you were part of the group during these uh, these months off? Yeah, I think, I think it was weird for all of us, um, you know, especially maybe for me and Nate, just joining a little bit later in the season. And uh, you know, we had a we had our group chat going, and um, you know, we had a couple couple Zoom calls with most of the guys or, or FaceTimes. Uh, you know, just checking in and sharing some laughs with the guys. And you know, I think the good thing about nowadays is is we have the technology to stay in touch uh, over times like these. And um, you know, fortunately enough, uh, we have a pretty close group here. So um, you know, I thought uh, for the most part we stayed in touch, whether it was once a week or a couple times a week. And um, you know. It's, it's always different when you go from being around the same guys every day to, to not seeing each other for a while. But, um, you know, we were able to do that a little bit via FaceTime or, or Zoom. Hi, Derek. Uh, yeah, you had a career uh, regular season uh, yourself. And just with the year that you've had, how anxious are you to try to finish it off, especially given that you can become a UFA in the offseason? Yeah, I think anytime that you're traded from a non-playoff team to a playoff team, uh, right at the deadline, it's it's kind of like a second season starts for you, and um, you know that's kind of the way I looked at it. Is I tried to um, keep momentum from from what I had been doing and how I'd been playing, and bring it here. And and obviously the break kind of came at a at a terrible time for all of us. And um, but I think it's it's good. Uh, you know, you get the body rested and um, kind of get to start fresh and and feel good and, and try to pick up where we left off and. You know, joining this team and, and uh, getting to play with some great linemates uh, helped out a lot. Yeah, I know you only played seven games, but how beneficial was that for you, Derek, to, to get the seven games in and develop a little bit of chemistry? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, anytime you join a new team, it takes a, it takes a little while to get going. And, 
you know, I think never want something like this to happen in the world. And uh, I think for, for me and Nate, it was fortunate that we were able to get, uh, you know, a, a good chunk of games in uh, seven it was and, and just start feeling good and feeling a part of it. And, and obviously, uh, you know, it was a long break, but, you know, you stay involved. And I came back a little early before camp uh, to be around the guys and, and hang out off the ice and, and skate with them on the ice as well. And then, you know, we have a few weeks to get, to get back together and get things going again. Derek, you're obviously a, a, a pending UFA at the end of this season. Um, the Flyers traded for you for the stretch run, but also potentially maybe to see if you could be a fit long-term. And you were obviously trying to see if maybe the Flyers could be a fit as well. Is it harder to get a read on, you know, whether there could be a long-term fit considering how strange these last few months have been? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, right now, um, for me, and I think everyone in that room, regardless of your um, contract status, I think, you know, our focus right now is is getting ready for, for the playoffs. And, you know, you don't get these chances too often. And, and this year we weren't even sure if we were going to get it with the, the pandemic. So I think, you know, we're all we're all lucky to be here right now and, and have this chance. And, um, you know, for us, we just want to take advantage of that and, and worry about next year, you know, whenever that time comes. Um, you know, it's obviously... Uh, a little different than most years. Normally by now, you know, kind of uh, where you're heading next year, what's going on. And I think for us, uh, you know, the way it is, it's it's kind of extended extended last season. And, you know, for me, that's through the whole break. That's kind of been my, my focus is just getting ready for the playoffs and, and uh, coming in and helping the team, uh, you know, win the cup. Okay, we'll do one or two more. Eric, uh, Brian Elliott just said that the toughest part of being in the bubble might be fact that you miss your family members and friends and so forth what what are your thoughts on that yeah absolutely I think you know it's a little different for me from some of the guys that you know have have young children um I can't imagine how tough that is uh but but absolutely I think it's uh it's a different experience and and it's going to be a whole different uh concept but I think you know without traveling and stuff like that it's going to give guys a lot of chance uh you know for for resting up in the playoffs compared to maybe a normal playoff schedule. And, you know, I think you have to look for those advantages, uh, you know, when you can, obviously, um, you know, not being around your family for so long uh, is going to take a toll mentally. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, you can't say, say enough about everyone's families back home and, and, uh, you know, the sacrifices they're having to make for us to, to be here and, and chase our dream. And, um, you know, go after the cup. Great utility piece for the Flyers. Good depth uh, find by Chuck Fletcher and uh, him and Nate Thompson, both the uh, two trade deadline acquisitions without giving up anything off the roster. Uh, Derek Grant will be a big part of this run for the Flyers if they're able to do some damage. Guys like Derek Grant, Nate Thompson, those depth pieces, Nicholas Albe-Kubel, Michael Raffle, they're all big parts of it to have success in the Stanley Cup playoffs. One of the guys, too, uh, giving the Flyers a little depth, uh, played six games this year for the Orange and Black, was actually with the team when the season got paused in Tampa. Uh, Mark Friedman, in those six games with the Flyers this year, definitely showed uh, a lot of poise and the ability to play at the NHL level. Chuck Fletcher and Mark Friedman agreed on a new two-year contract extension. I had a chance to catch up with Mark Friedman, and here's that conversation. Joining us once again on Flyers Daily, uh, he's got a new two-year contract with the Philadelphia Flyers. It was announced yesterday. I'd say Christmas came early, but it'll be a Christmas birthday combo. Mark Friedman joins <laughs> us right now. Fritz, how you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I, I know you're excited and very happy. Um, you know, when we last talked, 
you know, we talked about your, your pending free agent status and, and you were fretting it a bit because of the craziness going on in our world right now with the league. We didn't know if the league was going to come back and what the salary structures were going to look like. So to get the uh, pen to paper and the two year deal done has got to be feel really good for you. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a huge sigh of relief. And, um, like you said, with the uncertainty going on with the league and with what's going on in the world right now, um, uh, I was definitely very happy to get a deal done, and for two years of that. Uh, how was those uh, kind of conversations with with Chuck Fletcher, the GM, and you know, you're you're a big part of this thing, and you know, this great young decor that's coming along. There's some veteran guys there as well, um, but you know, setting it not only for the immediate time period, but also for the long term future to be a part of this with, with so many good young players and you're one of them has got to feel really good. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's nice to know that uh, two years of, um, they, they want me for two years at least. Um, and yeah, I mean, to see uh, what they've got as um, with some of the young guys here and definitely with some of the old guys to look up, older guys to look up to, I wouldn't say old, but older. Um is definitely uh, is cool to see and that they love bringing up some young guys and have them in the lineup. Um, and as far as conversations with Chuck, I, I, to be honest, I didn't really um, have many one-on-one convos with Chuck. It was more uh, my agent. And um, I'm just very happy that he got uh, the best deal done possible. Freed, how much did the six games that you played with the Flyers this year that, that you were in, um, how, I mean, that had to have a huge effect on the team making that decision uh, to commit two more years to you and, and the way you performed in those six games. Do you think that's a big part of the, the equation here? Um, I'd say so. I mean, I've only played six, seven games um, in the NHL. So, uh, I mean, it was all they were going off of on my NHL play. But uh, as far as the AHL, um, I've been there for three years, and I feel like um, I've progressed each year I've played, um, matured on off the ice. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just my overall um, on-ice game has grown so much from where I started and um, to being a, a pro on and off the ice um, and having guys down there helped me uh, to, to get to where I wanted to be and um, to where I am today. I think one of the things that I noticed in your game right away when you got called up uh, this year, and you played the one game back in 2018-19, but you get the six this yeah. year. It was just um, – and I don't know if this is a hallmark of your game at all levels or if it's developed over time, but uh, really calm. You, you don't look like you get frazzled in any situations. Um, you don't look like you're thinking out there, which we know is going to be a huge problem if you are. And when you make that jump to playing yeah. in the NHL, uh, you don't have time for any of that. You just looked really calm. Did you, did you feel real comfortable right away? Um, well, being in the organization for a few years now, drafted in 2014, um, definitely helped me with, with getting to know the guys quite a bit. So, yeah, I did feel quite comfortable with them. And um, obviously having played with a few of them in, uh, in the minors in Lehigh, uh, that helped out as well. But yeah, that's just the, that's just the way I play. I mean, I mean, I don't like thinking too much out there, like you said, because the, the second you start overthinking is when bad things happen. And I mean, yeah, it's just uh, I like to consider my game as a poised game and let it come to me and not go out there and chase it, because uh, then you find yourself in some bad spots. But uh, coming up from from the AHL to the NHL, I mean, guys are always in the right spots here, and. Um, 
not as often in the AHL. So that was definitely easier as well to make the outlet pass or to know what guys there are talking to you. And um, overall, it's an easier game, but at the same time, it's it's a harder game as well. I don't know if that's confusing for you, but um, guys are just always in the right spots. They're just so much smarter with and without the puck. And um, yeah, that was that was definitely uh, one of the things that stood out to me when I got when I came up. You know, it's crazy because I, I was talking to Carson Torinsky just the other day and on, on his interview uh, for Flyers Daily, he mentioned the same thing. At the NHL level, um, guys know the system. They know the details of the system. Yeah. And if you put the puck where they're supposed to be, they're going to be there. I've mentioned it's for goalies at, at higher levels. It, it's almost more predictable in a way because you, yeah. you, you know your coverages and you know that they'll be taken care of where it gets more difficult is that the guys at the NHL level can, can shoot it at a different level as well. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you're, and you're right. Um, you know, coaches love uh, players that execute, pay attention, value the details. You're a detail-oriented player. Uh, you, you just said it too. You don't like to kind of like freelance and go outside of yourself because that's when you get in trouble. Um, what has this coaching staff yeah. kind of said to you in your game time here and, and now that you're in camp and, and how you conduct yourself? Uh, well, the first game when I got called up was actually against Washington. Um, Yozy and came out to me and just asked me how I was doing and blah, blah, blah. We, we talked for a little bit and then asked if I was nervous. I said, yes, I'm uh, pretty <laughs> nervous, to be honest with you. He goes, well, well, don't be. Uh, you're here to play and I'm going to play a kid, so just go out there and have fun. So that kind of helped me out and relaxed me quite a bit. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Freed, when you look at the situation right now, uh, the expanded rosters, you were on the roster when the team hit the pause uh, down in Tampa way back on uh, March 12th. It seems like an eternity ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. This opportunity to get back on the ice with the whole group right now and training camp officially underway, a couple days under your belt, how's it feel? Uh, it feels really nice. Uh, getting to see all the boys and everyone has a huge smile on their face. and They've just been – waiting patiently to get the get a kick at the can here because um, we're right in the mix here for, for the Stanley Cup and uh, we've, we've got a good chance and um, if guys if, if we play the way we did and before this whole thing ended then um, I can see us going all the way um, but yeah like I said guys are just so excited and so happy that everyone's back together obviously um, not easy or leaving home or leaving family back home. Um, but they know what we have at stake here and they just want to get it done. Uh, can you almost like go back to when you were a kid and, you know, you had your, you know, you had a tournament and out of town, wherever the whole group goes and stays at a hotel, you're playing sock <laughs> hockey on the floor. Not that you guys at the NHL yeah. could be playing, you know, ball hockey in the hallways or anything like that, but uh, it, it's kind of like a, a great way. It's a, it's a long, long hockey weekend, hopefully really long. Yeah, uh, a three-month hockey weekend. Um, I mean, for me, it might be five, six months because I've been in the hotel in Louise for a couple months now. But, um, yeah, it's going to feel a bit odd um, having everyone at the hotel. and um, But at the same time saying that, it's also the NHL playoffs. So, I mean, it can't get much better. It's in Canada. And um, obviously, we wish we got to play in front of our home fans here in Philly. But um, certain times call for for certain measures you know and um like i said everyone's just super excited for whatever's gonna happen and we just want to get back on the ice as soon as we can it's gonna be weird for you at all i mean you grew up in toronto you're, you're a toronto kid you're gonna be there in the hub city 
Um, but you can't yeah. really, you know, kind of just like hit, hit your normal spots, uh, given the situation of kind of being pseudo, you know, bubbled off from the world. Yeah. Um, I, I, my family, my friends keep texting me saying, Oh, so that means we can get to see you. I said, Oh yeah, well, um, it's gotta be at least four months for that because we're not allowed to leave the hotel. Um, I talked to some of my buddies like, like Phil Myers and a couple other guys staying at the hotel here with me. And, um, I almost, I tell them like, Oh, it's such a tease. Like I'm so close, but yet I'm so far from all my friends and family being in Toronto because I'm not allowed to leave the hotel. Almost like I'd rather be in Edmonton, so like I don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, hey, hockey's starting up in August, and uh, I got no complaints. Yeah, and you know, every one of those guys would change spots with you in a heartbeat, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, bet they would. Especially some of those guys you grew up with that couldn't cut it, right? You, you, you weren't good yeah, enough, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did it feel to get back on the ice? You know, getting your feet and your hands dialed in, and 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 the brain, everything in concert. Um, are you a guy that kind of knows when when your game is is clicked back into uh, kind of everything aligned where it needs to be? Uh, yeah. Um, for me, I'm I'm a guy that the more I do in the summer when it comes to training or skating, the better I feel. Um, so I pretty much was at it every day when uh, uh, March. 13th the day after this whole thing started I was uh, working out as much as I can and I was doing all the things that I needed for my body to feel right and um, I feel really really good on the ice I feel fast um, everything that ha like I, I felt when this started I'm starting to feel again so um, it's a good thing and um, I know some guys didn't have the liberty that I had when I was here I got to work out quite a bit um, but hopefully they uh, get into shape as, as quick as possible. Uh, being a professional player, um, you know, your game, your game never looks bad on the ice, uh, no matter how long you're off. But uh, when you talk about practice and kind of the pace that you've seen it practice the first couple of days, and there's two groups right now, and uh, it's kind of like uh, two, two squads, if you will, A and B. Uh, yeah. How do you feel like the crispness and the flow and kind of everybody – is kind of uh, playing, you know, you're trying to get back where you were, where the team won nine out of their last 10 games, playing the best hockey in the league, having lost back-to-back -back games since early January. Um, maybe not at that level just yet, but do you feel like you guys are clicking as a group pretty good? Yeah, I mean, for taking four months off, I'd say practice has been going really well so far. I mean, um, yeah, the ice isn't great in July, but you can't complain about the ice because it's going to be crap for both teams, right? Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, everyone's been skating practices are set up to where we're easing our way back into it and, and the flow of things. So we're not getting killed out on the ice all day. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the guys, like I said before, everyone's just super excited to be out there. It doesn't matter what drills we're doing. Um, whether it's a bag skate or whether it's a shooting drill, everyone's just super excited that we're all back together and that, um, hockey's going to be played here in, in August. Uh, talk about what your body felt like after, after the first two sessions. Is it, is it, cause you know, playing hockey, like you can do all the stuff in the gym or running or whatever, but playing the sport, yeah. it's a different muscle kind of memory and, 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 and different usage than you can even simulate in any way, shape or form. Any soreness that you're battling through already? Um, no, I mean, I think I uh, had my body in some pretty good shape before camp started. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you can be in 
such great shape off, shape off the ice, but uh, like you said, on ice is um, a whole different animal. So um, your groins are moving different directions, your hips are moving different directions. Like it's all change of speed and and all that. And um, thank God my body's held up pretty nice here within the first two days of camp. Uh, talk about what it's like, uh, you know, to kind of get a pause. This is weird because we have this, this four month pause and it'll be like 150, 160 days before the team gets back on the ice and it'll be for the playoffs, but to get a pause to kind of regroup mentally after what's been an important year for you guys and that move the organization forward to have this, this ability to get a mental reboot as well. Does that, that that's got to, it's going to be different than you're ever going to get it before. And health-wise, that's got to feel like, okay, I got another opportunity here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for like the for the older guys who've been in the playoffs before but didn't get so far, I mean, um, they want to kick, kick at the can at this thing too. So um, we're a really good team. And we just want to do it for the city of Philadelphia and for all the guys and for the guys who've been so close and um, haven't capitalized on the opportunity. So – um, it's uh, the NHL is back, and um, you can tell if you were in the hockey locker room here in Philly or where he's that boys are super excited, and uh, we can't wait to get to Toronto. Having this experience, you just experience with this coaching staff. You, you just alluded to Mike Yo, what he said to you before your first game. Uh, to have that yeah. coaching staff with so much experience three former head coaches, uh, a guy in the yeah. league, and Ian LaPerriere, who's played over a thousand games. Uh, to have all that, that, that gives you guys confidence that they're going to put you guys in the right positions to ramp this thing up too, right? Oh, yeah, they know what it's like. Um, they've all been there before, and um, you got a guy who's played in that situation before. So um, everyone's been through it, player-wise, or most guys have been through it playing-wise, um, coaching-wise, and um, that experience will definitely help uh, with the younger guys for sure. And, you know, I looked up the record in uh, the, the last uh, a lockout shortened season. Elaine Vigneault had uh, like a, a 680 winning percentage. Mike Yo, same thing. And Michelle Terry was a head coach at that time. Uh, now, that was a little different because you're coming out of a, a lockout situation to a 48-game season. But yeah. if you're looking for any kind of similarity, I guess that's it. Uh, who's the first phone call you yeah. made after signing the deal? Uh, well, I mean, besides family and friends, uh, first, yeah. So what was that like uh, having that conversation with family? Uh, I mean, my dad and mom are pretty sad, like happy tears. You could see over the phone. Yeah. Um, They're really, really thrilled for me. And um, I kind of got emotional too. Um, Cause they put in so much time and effort for me to be here. Um, yeah. It was just a super, Super surreal moment at the time, and then for my family to react the way they did was was definitely a cool experience. Is that the first thing that kind of goes through your mind? I, I was never drafted. I never signed a ticket, um, but I played the game my whole life, and I remember all those car rides with my dad. You know, five thirty in the morning, it's still dark out, and you're loading your gear into a freezing cold car and going to a rink and driving all over East Jabip to play the, play the game you love. Is that yeah. the first thing that goes into your mind when you got, man, I'm really making a career of this. This is, uh, I love the game, but this, this is wild. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, that's, uh, that's what was going through my mind when I called my mom and dad right away. Um, I thank them for um, everything that they've done for me so far in my career. And um, 
like I said, we, we all got a little emotional and um, it was a moment that I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, I'm really, you know, we talked and, and you, you said it was on your mind before and I, and I was so glad to see that that box is checked for you. You don't have to worry about it. You're going to head to the bubble here in a couple of weeks, Freeds, and, and uh, be able to play some hockey and, and hopefully do some great things, man. I appreciate you joining us. Good luck with the preparations and, and, and best of luck. And everybody's hope for a good long run. We hope you're in that bubble until, until early October. We come home and have a little party. Yeah, hell yeah, maybe. Let's do it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You can hear the relief in Mark Friedman's voice uh, knowing he's got that contract for the next two years and a very uncertain time in our world. I always say it, that the list of things that we're uncertain about uh, is 10 times longer than this, the things that we know for certain right now uh, to get that contract extension and be in camp right now working out with the Flyers. And, you know, Mark Friedman could end up in the lineup at any point as well. All the depth players and expanded roster players that the Flyers have all have to prepare like they are going to play. Matter of fact, Elaine Vigneault even saying uh, earlier in this podcast when we heard his availability that in the exhibition game and round robin games, he's going to get a lot of players action uh, because they got to be ready in case they are called upon for the Philadelphia Flyers. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is brought to you by Penn Medicine the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Make sure you give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. We'll have another episode for you coming up tomorrow, Thursday, training camp sound and much more on the way as Flyers Daily, Monday through Friday, continues. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.